look, I'm just going to come out and say it uh, before I even get into things. I have something to admit, and you know what? I'm not even ashamed of it. I got a little chihuahua, and I am madly in love with her. Her name is Annie, and she's three months old, and she's going to say hello. Or she's not. All right. Great. Thank you. I'll just preface the episode by saying that uh, when I refer to it in this episode, I'm uh, I'm going to be referring to uh, your own personal it factor. Uh, you know, in Hollywood, the it factor is uh, singing, acting, dancing, whatever it is you can do. And, you know, before we became helpless addicts, we had our own it factor. And at some point in the journey, we lost that. And in recovery, it's not the easiest thing to get back. And I feel like I've I've made some really great progress in getting it back. And that's what I want to talk about today. So uh, I'll get started by saying my name is John Chamberlain. This is the Moonstruck Wayfarer podcast. Now let's get into it. Maybe a good place to start today is is kind of determining what it is, what it was for you before the shit went down, before the fucking spiral and the goddamn chaos and we've lost our sense of self and everything we once were. But before all that, what was your it factor? And looking a little further ahead into recovery is, does that change when you come out of this mess and start to gain back your sense of self? What we thought was it, is it still the same thing? Or did we have an illusion of what that was? And do we need to acknowledge that that has changed? And I think... In my case, absolutely, yes. That did change, and that is still changing, and I'm still figuring out what it is now. And that's a journey all in itself. I would say that before the worst of it, uh, you know, in my mid-20s to late-20s, I still required drinking to to be a lot of the things I had determined I was I have this natural kind of booming extroverted personality I tend to find friends in any room I walk into translates really well career-wise into certain things certainly job interviews and uh, sales customer service anything that really requires a good attitude and the ability to talk to people but there were other things I thought I was, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a novice guitar player and singer. I've been on stage since I was a teenager before that even. And for years, you know, I had a natural humility to me when it came to my, my music because I'm not overly special. I am a decent musician, but certainly not, uh, the kind of guy that people are going to put posters up on their wall for, but you know, booze and drugs and whatever can can do funny things to us and for years I I believed I'd get up on stage at a rinky dink Irish pub in front of 15 people and act like there was 20,000 people there I'm not saying that's wrong because a lot of the biggest rock stars in the world that's the attitude they had from the beginning that was great and it led them to that dream but I was just this delusional fuck who thought everyone was there to see me and I was this big rock star, and that factored into my my it factor. It really didn't. Uh, 
and you know i was a teenager and uh i was half decent snowboarder i could do some flip tricks and this and that and i thought oh i'm gonna go pro one day uh the first time i went to a major ski resort and got into a board park with other kids uh from all over the place and i saw what they could do versus me that was very humbling very quickly and I learned, no, there's no way I'm ever going to be a pro snowboarder. Um, I can't do even close to the shit these kids are doing. And that's still pretty local. Um, why it didn't translate in the same with music? Well, I think it's because when I'd have those moments where I'd, I'd see other people play guitar and say, wow, that guy's incredible. He's way better than me. But there was always something in my head that goes, well, he doesn't have that thing that's going to make me the star. The reason I'm the star when I get up in front of my 20-person audience and over the years, it became more and more apparent. It's, you know, I don't feel that way when I'm in my living room playing guitar, when I'm recording a little demo at home. But when I'm on that stage, I feel like that guy, what am I also doing is I'm drinking my face off the whole time I'm there. And I, I guess just for years, I didn't realize how closely alcohol was tied into where I was getting my confidence, what I was feeding off of. And then years more go by, and then this whole, you know, natural personality that I was blessed with and that I've always enjoyed, well, suddenly I was leaning on booze for that too. When I was in my restaurant, when I was entertaining people, trying to make sure they had the best experience ever, I wasn't happy doing that sober because that's not when the, the shine came out. That dude needed some whiskey in his system so he could be that guy. And he was only going to be that guy if he had the drinks behind him. And people came to know me as that guy. And because things were good and times were good, the the situations were fantastic. I used to love all the, the things that were happening around my business and my social life. And it's because I exuded this false confidence of everything's great. And what my it factor appeared to be was literally just some boozed-up party guy, over-glorified because I had a brick-and-mortar business and people made assumptions about what I had accomplished or whatever. But no, that was... like I don't want to say none of that was real, but it's in the aftermath kind of thing where you really get a chance to start being very introspective and, and seeing what was and how closely all of it relates to your addiction i mean it's a fucking mess to unpack because when you're in your earliest stages of recovery trying to set these expectations and goals of what you want out of recovery and who you need to become you're digging around through a handful of years going what guy am I trying to become and what am I trying to get back to I, I fast I rewind two years and I'm like no I definitely don't want to be that guy how about three years four years I mean he was it seemed like things were going all right but were they because that dude still had a lot of miserable mornings that dude still had a lot of issues with being alone in a room because he couldn't handle himself and no, that's not the guy we're trying to become. And I, I have to keep going back and back and back and further. And then eventually I'm like, who 
you know, you you end up in that existential. I don't know if you saw that Jackie Chan movie where he stands on top of a mountain and just screams, who am I? Because he's got amnesia. I felt like I was kind of sitting on that mountaintop in this early stage of recovery. And I'm still kind of there because things are going great and I'm feeling great. But there is there is kind of still that lingering question of like, what is it I'm trying to get back or has it changed? And am I trying to become a completely new thing here. This version of me that should have been, but never fully was. And I think I've landed on, yes, I am. And what it was no longer is. Because it, for me, was the boozed up party boy who could entertain a room full of people and make great first impressions. But that didn't have staying power, clearly. And the it factor was the guy who could convince people to do this or that because he's charming and has a way with words. But what were his motivations? Often unsavory. And this guy I'm trying to become now, well, what his it factor is, is this incredibly humbling realization of when I think, the guy I'm trying to become right now is not this glitz and glam version of me that I once thought I was or tried to be. He's just a dude who takes pleasure in life's subtle comforts. He's a guy that takes pride in the fact that people respect him because he keeps his word. He's a guy that can still tell a great joke and still carry a great conversation but he's a lot more than that he's reliable people can count on him for things and people can literally see my name on a piece of paper and go oh this guy right here yeah I'd work with him again he's good people and when you look back through the fucking montage of of your you know your highlight reel in active addiction and all the times you thought you were the guy you wanted to be and then when you you know in an earlier episode i talked about the zoom out thing and just zooming zooming up 10 feet above the head of that guy seeing the other people in the room reacting to who he thought he, he thinks he's the rock star he thinks everything's going on and seeing that the reaction in the room is a lot of times well, who's this guy I think he is? Or honestly, I don't give a shit. I'm not even paying attention. It's sad to know you lived that for so long, but at the same time, it's it's a sign of growth. It's a sign that you've realized that you're not trying to get it back. It has changed, and you're working towards this version of yourself that's going to be the best version he ever was and then there are struggles that lie within that realization too and I think I'm at a phase right now where I'm starting to work through those because some of those struggles are it's not as if you feel you wasted your life or what you should have been doing what you could have been doing but you start to think about the people you loved the people you hurt, the people you disappointed. And to think that 
in that moment, you still thought you were doing what you were supposed to be doing. But there were factors controlling your decisions and you weren't even aware of them. And then just going, God damn it. How do I undo that? How do I relive that? You can't. Sometimes those people aren't here anymore. And you realize you have no real way to make it up to them. That fucking hurts. Because when you thought you had it, and now when you realize you didn't, and you have this world in front of you that you want to take on, and you're trying to get it back, or get it for the first time, and when you realize for some people you're never going to be able to show them that you've done it, or that you're trying to do it, that's a, that's a heavy one to sit with. But it's not something that would deter me from giving up. Those are those moments where you just you need to take the moment and realize, I can't undo it, but I can. I can make up for it in every way possible by just being this guy I said I'm going to be. So something to think about might be, what is your it factor going forward? Is there a version of you from the past that had it? Or did you just believe you had it when you really didn't? And I have realized that that's what my situation is, was. And it opens up this great ambition, this opportunistic feeling, because I'm excited for who this guy is and what he's going to accomplish the right way. And that his accomplishments are not going to be petty like I got a couple girls to yell at me while I was ripping a guitar solo. Or I talked this girl into sleeping with me. Or I made this room full of people laugh. Or I bullshitted these people into a good night and whatever it was that made me feel like a big dude. But to say that like I'm going to build things that last, people are going to acknowledge that I've done it. And they're going to respect me for it. And that's going to feel incredible. And there's already stuff that's happened that has made me feel that way. And I'm not even at eight months in this thing. As long as the universe will allow it, I've got quite a bit of living left to do. I'm excited to know, to see what I'm going to be able to do with that time in a, in a solid, meaningful way. And I wonder what, what is yours? What was it? Has it changed? And if it has, in what way has it changed? And maybe we can come back to this and talk about it. Um, there is a an email you can write to me, the Moonstruck Podcast at gmail.com. And you send an email to that and tell me, and you know, we can read about it here, or maybe we can talk about it over the telephone on a video call, something like that. Let's get this thing out there. I don't want this to just be me sitting around talking to a microphone all the time. And if you don't know, I hope that I've opened up something in your head that makes you want to think about that. What is my it? And does it need to change maybe? Am I setting this weird expectation of what I think it's supposed to be? Um... Now, before I go, I'll just say that I am physically in the best health I've been in in years. And 
hospital systems are great. Broken bones can heal up quick. So I'm not done chasing that dream. Winter's coming, and God damn it, I'm going to become a professional snowboarder. 37 years old. Look at look at the X Games. Look at the Olympics. You're going to see me there. I'm obviously fucking full of shit. Um, that's all I got today. I hope this meant anything to you. And uh, shoot me a message on the Instagram, Moonstruck Wayfarer. Send me an email, whatever you want to do. Let me know how I'm doing. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, I will see you next week. Moonstruck.